Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show! Welcome, welcome one, and it's just there to cover an edit. Welcome one, and welcome all. We are back. It is season three of the The One Show, show with a podcast that steps in front of TV's flagship magazine program and takes the watching it bullet for you, because that is what we're trained to do. I am John Holmes, and once again on your behalf, we return to conduct a weekly autopsy on BBC One's early evening entertainment vacuum and go through its twitching green sofas, pulling bits out and holding them up to scrutiny before chucking them in the bin marked danger, televisual waste. This week, then, someone falls over off camera, lemonade comes out of someone's eyes, and a sugar cube kills Clement Attlee's snake with a stick. (laughs) (laughs) More of which which are non. I wrote that one. (laughs) Yeah, well, you kind of had to. (laughs) <laughs> Joining me to set light to the one show and leave it on a doorstep before ringing the bell so that someone comes out and stamps on it and gets one show all over their slippers is regular one show shower Mark Haynes and I'll be honest we've been angling to get him on for a while it is the actor he was the I'm going to say the big baddie that, that's a that's a spoiler in the first three series of Line of Duty as Matthew Dot Cotton he hosts the excellent award winning Two Shot podcast where he talks to actors about acting but not in an actorly way it's Craig Parkinson welcome Craig oh thank welcome. you very welcome. much for having me it's great to have you in well I'm going to ask you I've got so many questions to ask you first of all Go on. firstly is the question I ask all of our guests mm. is have you ever watched the one show before you had to watch it for a line of duty if you like well well done. Thanks. Nice to Thanks see what you did there. Uh, no, uh, yes, yes, but only like when mates are on. So I'll watch them yeah. to see 
how awful the questions are and see <laughs> how they squirm on the settee. Yeah. And I remember my friend Danny was on promoting Land of Duty Series 3, right? Because right. they, they had to push forward that he was like the big main character and he was the big lead in the new series. Yeah. And no one knew what was going to happen at the end of episode one. Right. And Alex Jones completely gave it away. No, amazing. He died. No. <laughs> amazing. And then, and then Jed went, right, no one's going on the fucking one show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then my friend, then Danny was on again. He kind of likes going on for some bizarre reason. Yeah. My friend Danny and Anna were on and they got to make ice cream at the end. It was just fucking <laughs> bizarre. So this is Danny... Danny Mays. Yeah. And Anna Maxwell Martin oh, yeah, were on yeah, promoting yeah, yeah. a Big heavy drama. Yeah. Have you ever been on? N- no, and I'll definitely never go on after this. <laughs> you won't, you won't, you won't. No, I'm no, no, I, no. I wouldn't. I, I'm kind of terrible at those things. I really, I've got better, yeah. but it's not really my cup of tea. Why? Like, don't you oh, know? Because well, they tend to ask the same questions. Yeah. Um, and it, on live TV, I don't know. I tell you what, this morning's all right. Philip Schofield listens to you while he's talking. Right. Holly Willoughby, not so much. She's listening to what's going on. Um, there, there was a great... There was, I got, listening to Birdsong. Oh, she's listening to, like, a producer in the gallery going, she's just looking at you with a glazed look. No disrespect. A little bit of disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got asked to go on Good Morning Britain, and I said, and I said, no. I said, unless... Is Peter Morgan doing it? And they went, no, he's not. I went, all right, I'll do it then. <laughs> so I went on, and I'd been out the night before. Yeah. I was, I was probably out a bit too late, to be honest. So I wasn't feeling particularly great. And you have to get up early for yeah. Good Morning Britain. And then uh, something happened, like some terrorist attack happened. So they just cancelled it all. Bumped away. Gave me a posh candle and I went home back to bed. It was like perfect. <laughs> Another victim of senseless terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad there wasn't a terror attack that prevented you getting here. We have no candles to give you. We've got nothing. We've got nothing. Uh, apart from the pleasure of watching the whole thing. So did you start with Monday? I did start with Ricky yeah. Gervais. Mm. That's right. Yes, yeah, started yeah. with Ricky Gervais and Kerry Godleman and the pick a pick a local paper headline. Strange. Please, please pick the one about the dogs. <laughs> the Ricky, we do you love dogs. What a weird thing that was, wasn't it? We had a look at some news from local papers hmm. over the weekend. We've got three headlines here. This weekend alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're real. So you can pick one, which we'll talk more about. So go on. Okay. Which picks your well, fancy? Naked roller coaster riders. Intriguing. Champion wife carries pop. I, I think don't really I, get that. I think I've got to go for the spaniel reunited with the life. Because it's got a dog in it. Because yeah, it's like got that. a dog in it, and <laughs> it, 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 it probably make me cry, won't it? There was a funny thing though that I think they. I, I presume Ricky's been on a few times, yeah. and he. If, if someone had said to you, you know, you didn't have any idea who he was, and you'd have, they'd have said, "Who is this guy?" and you said, "Oh, he's a comedian," they'd go, "No, come on, who is he really?" He's very not playing the game. Yeah. And so when they do the local papers thing, they're going, "What does he like? What do we know he likes?" Yeah. Oh, he likes animals doesn't he (laughs) he likes animals more than humans so let's get him talking about animals let's bring the dog on and that will make it fun it didn't did you hear after that section just tumbleweed oh, it was really it? awful there was nothing nothing was not no. even a laugh from the crew no, no. they always laugh no <laughs> oh my god I mean I mean, the crew the crew laughed a load through like Greg Wallace and John Tarode we'll they laughed at, a lot to talk <laughs> about that my they, god. Laughed, they laughed at Derry Girls Ricky Gervais is in there yeah. nothing, nothing. No. not that a peep. awkward bit though when they went to the uh, so uh, the other thing is between seasons right so we've not been watching the one show uh, since before Christmas yep. now we're back with this 
season well, three. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome, welcome back. What a nice way <laughs> that would have been to start the new series. <laughs> but they've moved the audience. So the crowd that stand in the studio, right, didn't used to stand where they seem to be now standing, right? There used to be a screen there, and now they've moved them round with it so the new camera shot. It's like they've refreshed something. There is refreshing going on because it's so much more straightforward than it's ever been before. I, I found I found watching I watched pretty much all of them this week because you know obviously we've been out for a while. You want to refresh yourself, yeah. immerse yourself in those <laughs> oh, stinking <God>. fetid waters. <laughs> and weirdly, a lot of the fun of the one show seems to have been taken out, and it's very straightforward now. It's, yeah. it's it was noticeable. That's interesting. I mean, Matt still looked like he was having a good time. I know what you mean about the silence, Craig, though, because that bit when they they went to this, uh, they they talked about Dexter the Spaniel, right, that had fallen off a cliff. So because Ricky's new programme is set in a local newspaper (laughs) office, Mm -hmm. they did that thing of going, well, inspired by that, we had a look at some news from local papers. And then the people, the audience, some random people standing, holding headlines up, (laughs) right, which were, and then literally in that way that the one show does of just explaining explaining what they're going to do. They just went, well, pick one and we'll talk about it. <laughs> but I really wanted Rick, because they were going, he'll definitely pick the dogs. He'll do the dogs. And I really wanted him to not pick the dogs and then Matt Baker to go, dogs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, got, yeah. and then sort of has some sort of breakdown. <laughs> but then Dexter the Spaniel fell off a cliff, right, and was rescued. And, and Matt Baker was so excited about the height the dog fell from. <laughs> right? He just started repeating. He was going, 200, 234 foot. He's going, and he's going... Well, um, and, he's going, and then he just said, that's, uh, oh, it's unbelievable that happened. <laughs> and there was tumbleweed. <laughs> Nothing happened. Yeah. There was no reaction for the dog story at all. And, and Matt had to just, it was awkward. I mean, let's hear it. It's unbelievable, this story. Well, Go look, it's the Falmouth Packet, and the headline was, Dexter the Spaniel reunited with rescue team after surviving 230-foot oh. fall. Oh, no. There they are. Oh, look. What an unbelievable rescue. Yeah. Two hundred and thirty feet. Two hundred and thirty feet down a cliff last November. Well, listen. Let's have That's a huge round of applause for the Lightboard crew. Yeah. It's an Oscar, we think. Round of applause. Just a clap, clap me, clap me. Tension in the room. It was rubbish. Did you hear the text that he did it through to immediately afterwards? It was broad. It was fucking broad. So he said, uh, if you've made the local papers in any way, even if you work for them... Listen, uh, here's tonight's call-out. If you have made the local papers in any way, yeah. perhaps you work on one, then get in touch uh, in the usual way if you can. Now, uh, let us know. <laughs> right? Hi, Matt. Yeah, I'm just responding to your call. Yeah, I work for the Falmouth Echo. <laughs> Is that what you want? <laughs> Nothing. Is, is that what you wanted? Am I doing this right? You happy with that, are you? <laughs> oh, it was so, and then, of course, they went to, uh, in that way that they do, they try to persuade the guests that they're going to like the next film. Oh. So they just said to Ricky, well, you know, this is, uh, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna like this, you're going to love this. And Ricky just looked like he wasn't yeah. going to love anything. Well, he was just glazed over. He, oh. he, he did have the look of a man who'd been told he had to get a train within the next 25 minutes. <laughs> And he's looking at this and he's going, it's 15 minutes here. I can just about make it. He just didn't look like he was in the room. Um, the, oh, ow, cow, ow. <laughs> ow. <laughs> well, actually, that, that I know you were going to hold that thought because there was a point on, I think, Tuesday when someone fell over in the studio. There was. That, like you just did here. Yeah, I just, I just punched our mic shields. <laughs> mic shields. <laughs> Someone's podcast is doing well. <laughs> <laughs> you got mic shields on your podcast, I Craig. I got pop shields. Uh, 
professional. <laughs> but, but Matt did a proper good substitute teacher thing there where the Derry girls were on and someone, one of them was telling a story yeah. and she just started laughing and she said, someone's just tripped over uh, just uh, off screen. <laughs> yeah. and, you and had Matt, a slight clunk. Yeah. 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 And Matt just went, well, it's live TV, you know, we'll get over <laughs> so it. I was sick of hearing about them. She didn't want to write about it. But then Liz Lewin, who's our exec producer, said to her, well, maybe just write it from your own experience and that was just a true part of her experience yeah. so she you know I think including it was the right sorry someone tripped over there it's live we can go with it um, well we, while we find out that that person is alright why don't you have a little look and see what the uh, what the show is all about if you have missed any of the first seasons <laughs> something so dark about him I just think he's a psychopath <laughs> you know when when that dog went over the cliff that 238 you know he's thinking that could kill a man <laughs> interesting file away <laughs> but the fact that then, then they, they cut to get out of the fallen over person mm. they then went I think they went to a film of something to get, but then I was expecting them to come back and go well he, he, he's, he's, he's okay uh, they didn't mention <laughs> it again I think then. it was a member of the crew being executed summarily <laughs> shot in the back of the neck on their knees like you've just done something wrong <laughs> uh, are we going to talk about the Derry Girls again. Let's yeah. go Derry Girls. Uh, I got obsessed with... Uh, they had them on. They were really good. They were great. Them. Yeah, I must admit, Lovely. I was hoping something was going to happen. Yeah. Nothing. I really quite enjoyed it because they're all really nice girls. Yeah. yeah. Instantly, they're all coming on my podcast. So it's oh, are they? Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. I'm going to do them one at a time and then put them out as a block booking. Like, great. Oh, very good. Good right. for well, the we'll, price of one. You can cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't cut oh, no, 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 They were really good. And actually you'd think because they were young that they'd be more likely to mess about and actually they were really they were probably the most professional people who were on a week <laughs> definitely they were great but considering Matt, they've been doing loads of talking on other shows yeah massively they've done everything yeah Matt he when he uh, began introducing Derry Girls, he he said this and I wrote it down word for word. He <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I watched the first episode of the second series. I haven't seen any of the yeah. first series. <laughs> but to be fair, you don't actually have to watch any of it. I mean, I I watched the first episode of the second series. I haven't seen any of the first series. But you, to be fair, you don't actually have to watch any of it. <laughs> what endorsements? <laughs> Fucking cheese, Matt! I tell you, Matt, it's Channel 4, so that's that's not even three hours to watch the whole thing, because there's six minutes less. So what's that going to be? That's going to be two and a half hours. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Haven't got the time. No, man. No. no. They're only going to piss around. They're young. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you, could kill them. you could kill him with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just he, he had a lot of that this week where he sort of said to people, I don't really know what you do, but, uh, you know. I've never seen it. No, but to be fair. Uh, <laughs> the, job, the job of an interview, you know, the job it yeah. is to watch or read or listen to or whatever it is, the thing they're promoting, isn't it? I mean, I don't. But we, we watch the fucking one show I know. for this. I mean, imagine if you turned up and you were like, well, do you know what? I have watched it before. I know we're doing it every week, but I don't do it week by week because, you know, to be fair, you don't have to watch any of it. I mean, ironically, you don't. The same thing happens week in, week out. Oh, also people f- turn up and it's shit. The fact that he said it, he didn't need to say it. <laughs> I've seen the first one. I was the rest of it. Probably, probably shit. They're, they're there. They're in front no. here. Uh, uh, this is ir- irrelevant to the question, but I am going to rate you in order of attractiveness because I see it. Uh, three, two... 
four and one okay uh, no, wait, <laughs> was, just don't speak in this episode as well there was uh, I, I you know we have that, the feature of dullest segment of the week mm. right which I my pen was poised at this because this film then started <laughs> right in this Derry Girls episode mm. which was Tuesday um, uh, and it just appeared uh, at first glance to be about a man moving house yes right and initially <laughs> I know. Initially, it was, it was like, well... I'm just, I'm just interested to see how this is going <laughs> to resolve. Uh, well, I'm, I mean, you know what the film was about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you, I, you'll notice I didn't bring it up. <laughs> so I got my pen out to write, huh, this is dullest segment of the week. And a man called Antonio, um, and, and, I, and I wrote down, huh, a bloke moving house, what a bore... Oh, hang on, he's a Grenfell survivor. Yes, he was. And I then retracted all of that. <laughs> yeah. And went, oh, no, all right, I will, I will watch. And actually, do you know what? It was got another one of the ones just quite good films. Yeah, it was like local, it was like good London local news. Yeah. Exactly. You know, a little bit longer. And I thought it was quite good. They, they, uh, they got quite a long way through it. Yeah. Before anyone sort of said, there are things to criticise about the whole way Grenfell was handled. Yeah. And, but, but I was thinking, they're going to get through all of this and they're just going to do it like, you know, Grenfell was a fire, but he's all right now. Yeah. But there was a little bit of criticism in there, and I thought, well, good, because I, I really thought it was going to end without any of that, and then that would have been weird. Well, there never usually is any sort of criticism. No, it's there just isn't. What is. And the VTs, have they changed? Have they always put the title up? No, no that's new. That's, that's new, new relatively yeah. new. That was like uh, last end of last summer. I right, guess. I mm-hmm. started doing that. Yeah. New, new to me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Around about the time they got rid of handbrake turns. Yeah. Yes. Did which... you spot any? N- not that I could see, but nope. I think they're on to to you. I yeah. think they know mm. definitely. It I mean, did the, stop when we kept banging on about it. I don't yeah. want to claim credit. Well, we did. But, event, you know, people used to talk about the one show, yeah, Handbrake Turns. Yeah. It was famous, you know. But we did talk about it quite a bit, and then it did with uh, examples. After, and after we found out that the you know cast and crew do listen, yeah. it did disappear. Yeah. I feel like this podcast has robbed this country of something it used to enjoy. Because <laughs> yeah. I, really I, was, I was actively searching them out. I really yeah, wanted to yeah. find one. Yeah. And nothing came. And I, I was a bit disappointed. Hi, I'm Julia Rayside and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast. Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Somebody's nicked my bloody boat. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The best I could find, the best I could find was in the Ricky Gervais Monday episode mm. when, um, the, uh, you know, they split the links now, don't they? As well, yes. you know, they do. That's a big thing. So yeah. Alex sort of went, well, as we know from watching Ricky's uh, new drama, uh, there's really a fine line between laughter and tears. Um, and then, as you know, I can't do um, Matt Baker's voice. But if you'd like to read that next bit uh, from about there in Matt Baker's voice. In this next film, a proud son tells us about his BAFTA-winning mum who proves she can excel at delivering both. <laughs> <laughs> Drama Afterlife, there's a really fine line between laughter and tears. Yes, in this next film, uh, a proud son tells us about his BAFTA winning mum who proved that she could excel at delivering both. <laughs> and that was it. And then it was, a, then it was this um, uh, story about um, pr- the actress Patricia Hayes. Yeah. Right? Who. You know, you know the name, and you go, and then you recognise. Oh God, she was in everything. Yeah, you know, she's comic actress. You know, I, I loved it. I, absolutely, I, best great. thing I saw all, all week. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. But strange, just out of nowhere, really. But, exactly. I wrote that. Down. I go, what? Why is mm. this? I mean, it's a classic off-the-shelf film, I presume. Yeah, it must be. But I don't know exactly why that Patricia Hayes' son, she died, She's he's now given all of her... Uh, Hoard, hoardings. Hoarding. She was a hoarder, what, let's face it. That would have been a slightly more exciting film for me. Great actress, one of BAFTA, massive hoarder. <laughs> now, if you don't want it, Channel she's 5 would definitely she's got, all over uh, She's got all the papers, and she looks she's got the corpse of Tony Hancock. <laughs> Look, all I'm going to say is, if you are going to accept Mum's diaries, you have to take all these boxes of dead birds. <laughs> that is part of the deal. But it was, it was. I, I, I mean, in terms of what we've learned from the One Show as well this week, I didn't know that she was there at the beginning of the Go to Work on an Egg slogan. No, no, um, no. I didn't so even know those adverts existed. Yeah, so that was quite. That was good because Tony Hancock apparently was told to say that for the egg adverts didn't want to and said just give it to her yeah. didn't want to didn't want to Hancock uh, just say go, go to work on an egg <laughs> I, I'm not doing that <laughs> what? why why <laughs> why <laughs> an egg that's, that's very nearly a couple <laughs> my mother was a wonderful actress she worked for quite a long time with Anthony Hancock or Tony Hancock she did quite a lot of his television shows oh yes there's a lot more goodness in eggs than people realise and then she got these egg adverts which very often Tony Hancock would say, I can't say that. No, I'm not going to give it to her. And so she got wonderful lines like, Go to work on an egg. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly the sort of joke that goes over brilliantly with the young podcast generation. <laughs> <laughs> the, Tony the, who? They don't listen to podcasts. It's got the blood donor on repeat. <laughs> there. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But it was... It was um, it, it, that was an interest. That was an interesting film. You're yeah, right. it was good, and, and it, it made me want to see like an hour long thing that goes through her her career. She, th- they showed a little clip of Edna the Inebriate Woman, yeah. which she won a BAFTA for, and it was a real sort of. It's one of those pieces of TV as a, a standalone piece of drama that you still see referenced quite a bit. Um, but it's never been on again. It looked brilliant, it I did. have to say. Take off the Wednesday One show and stick on Edna the Inebriate Woman <laughs> just once. Just once. No one will complain. 
the problem I had with this film, and I did have one, mm. was that I could not take my eyes. I know. I know what you're going to say too. Because <laughs> me, me neither. I was going, interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to describe what it was? I can't describe what it was. A very dangly earring. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> <laughs> the son of Patricia Hayes had uh, an interesting choice of a dangly earring. Yeah. And it wobbled with emphasis, didn't it? It really did. <laughs> it did. And she was almost hypnotic. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you remember when you were younger, people would say, oh, are you going to get your ear pierced? Or your mates would get their ear pierced. And they'd go, what side did you have it done in? And there was supposed to be a code about That's if you had... Like, <laughs> which, yeah. must, which must date to, like, the 1890s. <laughs> but you'd have a gay ear that would signal to all other gay people yeah, right. that you were a gay person. Um, so, I, I don't know. I don't know. Left I, don't know right? I, can't, I can't, can't remember which one it is. A Prince Albert definitely said that. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to the chemist for that one, my dad was like, I think that means... Uh, what? Eight Samuels threw me right out. No! <laughs> but yeah, it dangled. It did, it dangled. And it, yeah. was, a, it was... When I was at school, uh, in the same sort of way, mm. there was a thing, because we were all into a heavy metal rock music and some of the people I um, had my ear pierced did you? yes <laughs> I didn't know that no. <laughs> I, di- I did uh, <laughs> I did uh, and I, for, for not that long just because I couldn't stand the piss taking I had a dangling flying V guitar oh, oh amazing <laughs> because I'd seen the rock star Robin George remember him? <laughs> no <laughs> have exactly the same was he in the alarm? <laughs> he wasn't in the alarm Mark no he wasn't in the alarm he was in Robin George <laughs> At number 32 in the Worcester charts. Never heard of him. Wouldn't it be great if we look over all your old press photos uh, and you've got a, a little flying V guitar <laughs> earring in. Long before that. <laughs> uh, but it was, it, yeah, I just couldn't, that was it for me. I, once I saw that earring, I was hypnotised. It, yeah. fir- it was the first shot as well of, the, of, the, of that VT and it was there and I went, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, weirdly, I mean, that's the sort of thing that would have been presented before, but they just gave it to the person who was telling his own story. I think that's also a little bit of a, a yeah, change. Yeah, a bit of a change. That would have been previously, Carrie from Fame Academy would have been going, and so I went to meet her son yeah. and his special hearing or whatever it be. <laughs> but there was none of that. It was just him going, here's a story about my mum. Yeah. I liked that. I thought it was great. Well, yeah, you know, there they are. They can save money, can't they? I think that's exactly what of, it is. Get rid of Brandreth. They wouldn't yeah. have to pay him, would they? Well, I mean, he'd sort of say, would it be possible to get expenses? And you go, oh, I'm going to have to drop that film about celebrating your mum. <laughs> and then you go, oh, I'll do it myself. And you go, yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the only uh, museum, because she was having a hoarding donated to a museum, but it wasn't the only museum reference this week. Mm. Uh, this was where I learned something. Mm. So, Me too. See? I know exactly what you're going to say. And I thought, God, I'm I've been really thick. Why, did, why didn't That's I connect the two? Are you talking about the Tate Gallery? Yeah, absolutely. I had no idea. It was all started by Tate from Tate and Lyle, yeah. the sugar man. Did you know that? I, I, I did know that, yeah. yeah. I mean... All right. Oh, we are. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, a bit, <laughs> it's a bit of a diss to Lyle, isn't it? Because, you know, Tate's like, oh, I've given a... Don't worry about Lyle. No, I'm sure he'll do something <laughs> as well that benefits the people of Britain. Lyle, yeah. are you going to do anything? Oh, no, he's not. No, no. <laughs> no, remember me. Um, I learnt from that bit that the sugar lumps were invented in Czechoslovakia. Yeah, that's right. There was a lot to learn. Also, that sugar, sugar, granulated sugar emits light when it smashes together in a sort of hand-drawn I, I collider could kind not of way. I understand that. I, I know it's awful to admit you're watching the one show and you go, I don't understand this. <laughs> but I couldn't understand what they were talking. Oh, you bang sugar together and there's light. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, we'll just accept that. So, what does a bag of sugar, 
a blender and a top-of-the-range, high-performance, light-sensitive camera have to do with all of this? Well, when you smash together grains of sugar, you get a phenomenon known as triboluminescence. Basically, as the crystals are broken apart, they release a tiny pulse of light. But to see that, we're going to have to turn all of these lights off. What? <laughs> yeah, when? when? When does this happen? How does that work? But I did think, you know, right at the end of the VT where it went, ah, and we've made a, a, a head sculpture out of sugar of, of Mr. Tate. And, and then they went, we'll just shine a blue light on him. Yeah. And then that'll be like really scientific and look okay. So it looks shit. It looks shit. And that was the end it of the VT. Shit to go, ba-da! Shots it was, it was crap. Yeah. But the, what was the, the whole point of that film? Mm. Was what? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They had a big section in the middle of it that was about Mr. Cube, and that bit I really enjoyed. Yeah, uh, Mr. Cube was a nineteen late forties, early fifties mm. mascot who basically baited the the Labour government <laughs> yeah. because it had a high sugar tax, yeah. and they they were sort of basically saying it almost won the election. This nasty right wing sugar lump. <laughs> um, but, uh, it was a strange. I don't know what it was about that that, but I've remembered quite a lot of it. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, so the the sh- it stayed on sugar um, to the seventies on the packets. Yeah. But because it was in everybody's house, and that, and it was about the government trying to. Na- they'd already nationalised various industries, and because m- sugar was making so much money, they want the government wanted to take it to control of it. And of course, Tate and Lyle, who did all the sugar in this country, you mm. know, built on the back of slavery. Although they didn't mention that. That either. was not mentioned at all. Uh, they they fought that, but they fought back with a cartoon sugar lump. Yeah. <laughs> which it, they depicted holding a stick. Beating the Prime Minister Clement Attlee's yeah. sinister snake. Yes. <laughs> snake. The company created the cartoon character Mr. Cube. He'd become the sword bearer to keep Taken Lyle in private hands and the government's hands off sugar. They really didn't hold back. I and mean, there's one here where the state um, is represented by a snake that's being slain by Mr. Cube. So the idea of the state being this dangerous force of evil that needs to be crushed. We've got one political cartoon here. It shows Attlee and Churchill in a bicycle race. And you can see that Mr. Cube is clinging onto Attlee's coattails and slowing him down in the race. So weird! <laughs> So weird. And like newspaper cartoons of a sugar lump pulling on Clement Attlee's back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they were funny in the past, weren't they? (laughs) Weren't they good? Go to work on a sugar lump. Confusing throwback. That's very nearly a volful. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, kids. Uh, But no, it was... uh, The other thing in this episode, so this was Wednesday's hour-long nightmare. Did you know Wednesday was an hour-long? Well, only because I listened to your podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. fair enough. So you went in with the knowledge. And, And yeah, that was peak one show for me. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it? Got wasn't Greg, it? Got Greg, Tech, <laughs> John, what's gone on there? I don't know, there's a lot to talk about. Not a master chef. Lang Lang. Lang Lang. Lang Lang. I've never seen Matt Baker more excited. He reverted to like a six-year-old child, literally sort of clapping his hands like, oh my God, it's amazing. I've got goosebumps. He did, he did didn't he? It was fucking brilliant. I love the fact that they didn't really set up who Lang Lang was. They're no. just like, and we got Lang Lang. And I was thinking, have I missed a sort of week of culture yeah. that I've, I don't know that everyone knows who Lang Lang is I assumed it was a panda <laughs> <laughs> the brilliant Lang Lang is with us yeah. Lang Lang thank you so much indeed yeah. <laughs>
But they went, they went, lang, lang. He started playing piano at the age of two. He's played with the Vienna, the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra. And now he's going to, can you just learn uh, Greg Wallace some chopsticks on the piano? <laughs> this is a fucking true artist. What are you doing with this lemon? It's ridiculous. Greg Wallace almost destroyed the premise of the mm. whole one show at the beginning, uh, well, didn't he? I tell you what, that, that ties in with uh, the recent Alan Partridge series. Well, I was going to say, when do we mention the partridge in the room? Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, we've been doing this for a while. Then mm. we knew that, uh, you know, Neil and Rob Gibbons were, and, and Steve Cooker were working on the new partridge series. We knew it was going to be a piss take of the one show. And we were a little bit sort of, oh, hang on a minute. Thanks, Lord. <laughs> you far more successful people than we are. Yeah. <laughs> this is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> All we've got is our anger. <laughs> 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 Damn it! Ah, but uh, you know, it's. I think off the back of it, you know, we'll pick up two or three extra listeners. Yeah. We? Of, uh, once we tweet out about this, when it goes out, and you help helps. us, Craig. You know, every little helps. Yeah. But there's a little bit in the first episode of that where Alan is talking to a woman about fixed odds betting terminals and the problems they are. Yes. And he's met her before at a function, and he spilt shandy on her, and he says everything I said to her after that she would disagree with, and she does exactly that in the in the piece. So he'll go, "They're a huge problem, aren't they?" And she goes, "Well, not really." <laughs> Greg Wallace I don't know whether he'd watched that fucking <laughs> Alan Partridge episode but when they when they, he sort of Matt came in and said now yes. Greg you've said ever since you were a child you wanted to learn to play the piano and Greg just went no and um, speaking of which Greg you've had a well a, a, a passion a want to learn to play the piano all your life we understand no, not at all. You said, can Lang Lang teach you some stuff? And I said, I've never touched the piano in my life. <laughs> no, no. He said, he said, he said, you asked me downstairs if I wanted Lang Lang to teach me how to play the piano. Play the fucking game, Greg. <laughs> so that's happened. It happened again. It happened again. Well, I mean, Matt was sh- really shaken. Oh, and then they, he said, they were struggling to get... They just st- absolutely po-faced carried the <laughs> fuck on with the show, didn't they? Uh, he turned to Beverly Knight, and he, you could see him a bit nervously going, Beverly, uh, do uh, you uh, play the piano? <laughs> like that. And she went, yes. And you could see him go, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <Well. laughs> and then he went speaking to John Tarode, and he said, oh, it must be quite a lot of pressure, you know, at your wedding, because, you know, what's the food going to be like, the buffet? And John Tarode went, no, not at all, no. How do you choose a menu at your wedding? I mean, the, the guests, the expectation is going to be very high. No, I think the thing is actually to keep it completely the opposite. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you disagreeing with Matt? <laughs> I think they had a fucking pack, the two I of them. I think they did, and it was good. It was, it was, I mean, I was, uh, yeah, this was Wednesday, so I was two episodes in, and I knew it was an hour. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, I've got to sit through this. And that perked me up right at the beginning, <laughs> when, when, when Greg Wallace actually shouted. Yeah, yeah, yeah didn't he? Was, no! No! It, no, no! You told me to say that! <laughs> and I won't! What a donkey! <laughs> he said at one point. Oh, my God! <laughs> Not to Matt. It perked me up just to find out he was on the show, because he's an idiot. <laughs> he's, he's good value on one of these shows. Isn't he? I love the fact that he's having a baby. And I thought, oh, I wonder if it'll look like his dad. <laughs> Of it fucking will. <laughs> Greg Wallace looks like all babies. Okay. And because we know that your attention span rivals that of a toddler, that is it from part one of this week's The The One Show Show Part 2. We'll be in your pod box tomorrow and we'll pick up almost exactly where this one left off, apart from the bit where Mark libelled Matt Baker. We'll be taking that out. Subscribe, rate, review, become confused between our Twitter account, at 
the one show show and the official one show one at BBC one show and therefore why not send us examples of when you were in a local newspaper or don't we won't read them <laughs> <laughs> My name is Pete Ellison, this is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast apps and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.